Do you ever wish things in life would go a lot faster? For us at Your Manchester, it's the wait until we get some warmer weather in the north. Oh, and the wait between seasons of Doctor Who. We wouldn't mind speeding to the washing up either. Do you know what else is better when it goes faster? Your broadband. And lucky for us Mancunians, Talk Talk's Future Fibre is now here in Manchester. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. And it's great Talk Talk value too. While it might not do the washing up for you, when it comes to downloading our podcast or booking tickets to the latest plays here in Manchester, then ultra-fast and ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Well, a very good evening to each and every one of you joining me, Miss Belinda Scandal and... Miranda McCaffrey. I always feel like I sing that every single show. I don't know why. How are you, Flower? I'm good, how's you? It's been a good week, hasn't it? It has been, well... Now, I just want to say from the outset, if I say anything funny, please don't slap me. Uh, Did you watch the Oscars, though? Did you see Lady Gaga and Lionel? I did. Wasn't Wasn't that that beautiful? Did you see any of the ones that come, like, best film and stuff like that? No, I didn't see any of that. I just watched the important bits. (laughs) Lady Gaga, Liza Minnelli, that was it, I was done. That was it, Will Smith, Chris Rock, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Oscars, guys. Yeah, it was eventful. A uh, bit of a, a sad and strange day today, everybody, as you join us right now. Um, strange, isn't it? Uh, one gentleman, uh, we've just had the news in, has sadly passed away after a uh, a fight with... Um, brain cancer. Br- brain cancer, everybody. And um, from Bolton, so of course we do have to remember him as we speak about this right now. His name was, of course, Tom Parker. 33 years old. 33. Do you know what? I grew up listening to The Wanted. Like, it was a big part of my childhood, that. Yeah, well, I was outside the buildings at Key 103 when they were kind of putting the band together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is never going to happen. It's never going to be a success, this band. They're all far too lively, but they were all fantastic. Oh, it was great. It was was the summer hit for about five years in a row. They had this summer song every time. Indeed. Uh, So, of course, today we are remembering Tom Parker. Uh, Joining us in studio today is Councillor Pat Carney. Welcome to the sofa. Hello. Hello. How are you? We are so privileged to have you. I'm tangled. I've always wanted to be here. Have you? Yeah. Oh, just on the wanted. We had them turn on the Christmas lights uh, a few years ago in Albert Square. Yeah. And what a lovely bunch. I mean, there was queues and queues of girls outside and that i hadn't heard of them really in that but he's really struggled with that cancer for a long yes, time as yeah. we know and i mean 33 is 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 nothing really yeah. really is here for your Manchester and I'm fresh out of the Opera House after watching Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. It was an absolutely brilliant, spellbinding, lively and full of punches and great set scenes. It of course tells the story of Jacob and Sons and his very favourite son, the one and only Joseph, played by the fantastic newcomer which is the one and only Mr Jack Yarrow. Narrator was the one and only very talented Alexander Burke who I felt 
really did hold the whole thing together. And of course, the pharaoh himself, well, Joseph, was the one and only Jason Donovan. It's a brilliant show, of course, the biblical tale made here for Modern Day. Miss it and miss out. It's now on until the 2nd of April at Manchester Opera House. Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat, fresh from the West End and over to us now. Born in 1998, our next guest joins us right now ahead of his wonderful production here in Manchester of Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So what is the success, do you think, of this show in comparison to the success of the other shows of Joseph? So this show is a completely reimagined version of Joseph. I think there's a kind of stigma, or there was a stigma attached to Joseph in the past and people go, oh, you know, it's just Joseph. Um, but what our amazing producer Michael Harrison has done and our director Lawrence Connor, they've reimagined the entire production and it's more modern and it's more up to date. There's more bang for your buck. I mean, it's huge. And the production that we're taking out on tour is the exact production that you would have seen at the London Palladium. So it's huge. I think that's been the main takeaway that we've heard audiences say when they walk away from the Opera House in Manchester. They're just saying that they can't believe that it's a touring production. They feel like they're sat in the West End. So that's that's amazing for us. That's what we want to hear. And you've not made life easy for yourself, have you? Because, I mean, not only are you doing a brand new version of this spectacular show, you're also working with the original, probably the most famous Joseph, known to <laughs> man, Jason Donovan. I mean, how does that feel yeah. knowing that every night and throughout rehearsals, you've been watched by the original Joseph, our Jason Donovan? Yeah, at first, I won't lie, in 2019, it was intimidating. It was scary, but Jason is the sweetest man on the planet, and he's hilarious. So we get on like a house on fire. So ever since I sang Any Dream We'll Do in front of him for the first time and got that bit out of the way, it's been amazing. He's been nothing but supportive and generous and is just the best man on the planet. So having him around is actually a real boost. Now, there is, of course, a story to this, and it's, it's a complex story. So perhaps explain um, briefly, as you can, uh, the, the, the story. Sure. Well, it's, I mean, the main themes in the show are dreams and growing up and loyalty and brotherhood and values, family values and all that kind of thing. But the story starts with, in our version, with Alexandra Burke, who plays the narrator, telling kids around the fire the story of this guy called Joseph. I then appear and we take you on a two hour journey through Egypt. I don't want to, I'm trying to say it without giving too much away for those who haven't seen it. I mean, everyone's probably already seen it, but, uh, Joseph's there with his brother's favourite brother. They try and get rid of him. He gets sold to a horrible man. He then gets locked up in a cell. He then gets reminded that it's not all bad and that if you believe, you can make it through anything. He goes into Act 2, being promoted and being Pharaoh, Jason Donovan's number two. He then is reunited with his brothers in a way that they don't expect. Um, And they come together and he forgives them and they forgive him for everything he did and... They come together at the end, and the story is just about forgiveness, really. Now, of course, this being an Andrew the Webber musical, uh, he's not made the songs as easy as what they could be. There's some whacking great notes, in particular the end <laughs> note of um, My Coloured Coat and, of course, Close Every Door. Uh, how would you go about preparing for these massive high notes, knowing that basically the whole show is, is on your shoulders? Yeah, well, I mean, now that I've done it for so long, it's kind of a muscle memory thing, and it's a little bit ingrained, and I don't get so anxious about it. But when I started, it was definitely a case of drinking lots of water, getting lots of rest, making sure I'm warmed up. I currently have a chest infection, so that doesn't help. But making sure I'm warmed up, you know, all of those things. But I also had good training. I trained in 
musical theatre for three years. Um, so I learned a lot there about how to warm up the voice and how to keep it healthy and, and all that jazz. Uh, every interview that we've seen that's been done so far about Joseph has been mentioned in these fabulous, fabulous colours. Before you go, let's test you. Tell us every single colour that is there within that show. And go. Red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet and black and ochre and peach and ruby and olive and violet and fawn, lilac and gold and chocolate and mauve, cream and crimson and silver and rose and azure and lemon and russet and grey and purple and white and pink and orange and blue. Can you wow. imagine if I got that wrong? That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it would have been fantastic. We would have had the scoop, so it would have been great. Uh, uh, for now, though, Jack Rowe, have a fantastic run here in Manchester and thanks for your time today. to our, our guest on the sofa today, uh, Councillor Pat Carney, and uh, once again, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It's great watching um, it all. It's just so professional. Um, it's, it's fantastic to see what's happening in Manchester, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, and uh, let me say, I watch the show from time to time, and I tell you what, if you want to know what's going on in Manchester, watch you too, because it really Thank is. You. And uh, it's, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah, always, uh, it's always an exciting place. I don't think I could be on a, a, you know, a council, a boring council anywhere else. There's just... Every day, every week, there's something going on in Manchester. There is, of course, that the talk of this this wall that used to surround Piccadilly Gardens used to be gorgeous in the early nineties, didn't it? And then it got a bit concrete. What what happened? Well, um, I don't know if it was over gorgeous because uh, we had the most complaints about the old Piccadilly Gardens than any other bit of Manchester. All sorts of things were going on in that, and so it looked pretty with the flowers and that. So I think Mancunians made up their mind about that wall about three months in. Um, I always thought it was never finished. Well, it was supposed to be Japanese architecture or something, oh, or right. Japanese. There's a famous Japanese artist built that rubbish. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you were clearly a massive fan of the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of people in the town all wanted it. I can't name the people who wanted to keep it up. I mean, we're moving forward, aren't we? We're just changing. Yeah, we, we pulled down the mini wall. There was two walls. Yeah. We pulled mm-hmm. down the mini wall um, last year. And uh, that was great. The, it's really, it took three days to pull down the mini wall. The concrete's dead thick. It's, it's proper concrete. This artist who did it, this Japanese artist, whose name I can't remember, is prop, he did a proper job on it. And then the, uh, the big wall will be coming down with the new proposals as well. So, so what's happening with the wall? Because I know there's talk of people putting it in art installation kind of thing because it, it did become a part of Manchester almost. Well, yeah, um, at the moment, as uh, you probably know, um, we've had six companies now who are bidding to do the work on the regeneration of it. And it's going to be a hell of a lot of work. It's going to be 25 million quid. And uh, it's mm. going to include the bus station, all the gardens, mm. the roads around it. So it's going to be a big, big... Uh, we've got this big, big opportunity to get it right. Uh, it's a big opportunity Where to get right. from? He's mentioned the 25 million there. Where will that come from? Will that come from people within the area? It, no, it comes from the capital, okay, uh, the capital okay. fund from the, uh, from the council. So we've got this big opportunity to get it right. But we've still got... Um, the, the dilemmas are about two problems. First, there's multi-use of the place. I mean, there's three demos every Saturday in it. So they yeah. churn up all the grass. And then there's everything in the world goes on in it. There's just not many spaces left by the Victorians yeah. where we can have all these things. So multi-use is a heck of a problem. Um, and then secondly, because of all the cutbacks over the years, you have a lot of rough sleeping and all that. But you have that in every city. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible to see that in all the cities in this country, 
that, you know, and I've been around with Andy Burnham, you know, chat to people who are sleeping rough and all that. And some of the some of the times it's not about a roof over their heads, it's because they've got some addiction of some sort. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a very difficult one to solve. You can only solve it with proper addiction services, you know. Yeah. Well, there's so much more that we want to talk to you about Absolutely. throughout the show. But for now, we are, of course, talking about Manchester. This is your Manchester. But what's on in Manchester? Here's your roundup of what's on across Greater Manchester. On March the 31st, Beauty and the Beast opens at the Palace Theatre. Disney proudly invites you to be our guest as the most enchanted musical of all time returns to the stage for a new, completely reimagined UK and Ireland tour. The world premiere of a brand new kick-aspirational pop musical bursts to life on stage in Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World at the Lowry from the 5th to the 9th of April. Over at the Oldham Coliseum this April, you can see The Jungle Book, packed with memorable characters, original songs, humour and brilliant storytelling. This modern musical reworking of Rudyard Kipling's famous story is the perfect Easter treat for the whole family. And on Friday the 8th of April at the Waterside Arts Centre, join Yes Queens, the West End's first female-led improvised comedy night featuring top UK improv talent from Olivier Award-winning productions. And that's it from me this week. Remember, if you have an event you'd like us to mention, just drop us a line. Contact us at yourmcr.com. It's Joe Brittany, Noah Sculpting Performance Coach. For another minute of Mojo, this one sounds super obvious if you want to boost your mojo, but there's tons of scientific research and evidence to back it up, and it's this. Have a right good belly laugh. A belly laugh a day keeps your mojo in play because belly laughing reduces stress levels and tension. It boosts your immune system and it helps you release all the feel-good hormones in the body like serotonin, which buoys your mood and really great endorphins. So I prescribe eight o'clock Wednesdays. Tuning in to Belinda and Brandon and your Manchester TV to boost your mojo. I'll be back next time for another minute of mojo. In the meantime, you can come and connect with me on my Instagram page, joebritton.mojo. As West End legends go, this next one is a total legend, everybody. Uh, he's due to appear in Manchester very, very soon in the fabulous Disney recreation of Beauty and the Beast. And he joins us now. Welcome to the show, Gavin Lee. How are you? Hi there. Nice to see you. Looking lovely today. Thank you very much indeed. We are so excited about this show coming to Manchester. We cannot even begin to tell you. Uh, yeah. What can we expect from yourself within this show? Uh, well, I am playing the iconic role of Lumiere. So I'm officially a candlestick. So that's a weird new one for me. Um, but it's wonderful getting to bring a 2D character from a fabulous Disney cartoon to life. He's French, of course, and he's very flamboyant. And of course, he fronts the amazing uh, end of act one number, Be Our Guest, which goes on for 12 minutes. And just wow. gets better and better and better. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be playing this kind of iconic cartoon and bringing him to life and uh, dealing with uh, real flames on my hands every night. I mean, you say it's strange to be playing a candlestick, but you have, of course, renowned for that role in SpongeBob as well, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyone who doesn't know, I, 
uh, in New York um, on Broadway, I played Squidward in the SpongeBob musical, which uh, some of you may go, that sounded like an awful idea, but it ended up being an absolutely brilliant Broadway show that uh, got many, many award nominations, including myself. Um, and uh, yeah, that for that one, I had four legs. So I had two extra legs sticking out, sticking out my back and I had to tap dance with four tap shoes on. But this time I have to tap dance with live flames in my hands. So it always seems like um, Gavin Lee has to have a gimmick in his character somewhere. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, it's been going now since I think 1992, is that right? And yeah, as, as I mean, the yeah. animation. Yeah, the animation was before, uh, around then. And then of course it opened on Broadway and it ran for, I don't know, 15 years on Broadway. Um, and then when Disney closed it, they it's been a, a good sort of over a decade and I think they felt it's time to revisit again and not just churn out the same, the same brilliant original version, but Matt West, our fabulous director choreographer, who was the original um, director and choreographer, he's totally reimagined re re it. And it's, so if you've seen the show before, if it's come to Manchester before, this certainly is not gonna look anything like the version you've seen before. Everything's brand new. I mean, we're in Birmingham at the moment. We're, we're finishing up our last week in Birmingham. There hasn't been a seat left. And so we're hoping the same for Manchester. We're in Manchester for a lovely long sit down, 10 weeks, we're all really excited. I think most of the cast have been to Manchester before or performed in Manchester before. I know I have, I was at the Palace Theatre way back in 1997 was the last time I was in Manchester. Wow. So we're all really looking forward to a lovely sit down in Manchester, get comfortable in your wonderful city and bring you an amazing show. I think it's pretty much sold out here in Manchester. I think oh, right. people <laughs> are interested. Well, I mean, it's, it's Disney, isn't it? I mean, you like Disney, don't you? I mean, you've been Bert and now you've been Lumiere. I mean, you, you like your Disney stuff. Uh, how do you feel the responsibility when you take on these iconic roles such as Bert and, and Lumiere? Yeah, so for anyone who didn't know, I originated the role of Bert the Chimney Sweep in Mary Poppins um, when it was first done on stage back in uh, the mid 2000s. Um, and yeah, that was a big deal to because it had been 45 years since the original movie with Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. And they're so iconic with those roles. So to step into Dick Van Dyke's shoes and become the first guy to get to do that role on stage was a very big deal. And it's the same with any Disney product, you know, their films are so brilliant and so well received and so loved. So then when Dis Disney Theatrical decide to put it on stage, you as the actor have pretty big shoes to fill. I mean, you're doing a great run here as well. It's not a short run, everybody. It's a nice long run here. And we're very grateful for that, obviously, because we get to see it more than once. Because I think some of the shows that come to Manchester, we, we, we love them so much, but then they're gone. They're somewhere else in, in like Leeds or other places that we don't like to mention, uh, Wales. <laughs> um, but I mean, so we get a good run of this. I mean, it's running, uh, let's have a look. It's running here in Manchester from the, my goodness me, I'm from scrolling up all the dates. Next Thursday, from next Thursday, for nine and a half weeks. So we're there all the way through till the first week of June. So the whole of April, the whole of uh, May, and the first week of June, 10 weeks uh, almost, we're at Manchester. Well, we are going to get totally behind this one. I believe in a couple of weeks, we've got um, a certain gentleman called Liam Buckland joining us here in the studio. Oh, uh, and he's he going to the native. He's, of course, one of our fabulous cast members. Um, he's in the ensemble and he often 
makes a fool of himself going on for LaFou. LaFou, um, yeah. He's a brilliant guy. So you have he's him. Brilliant. Oh, well, he's trouble as well. I'm certainly not trouble. I'm uh, very well behaved in, well, on, your, on your show, but uh, he may not be the same. Oh, that's disappointing that you're not as much trouble as he is. But nevertheless, we expect to see Lumiere getting in a lot of trouble as he tries to help Bell out um, in Beauty and the Beast. For now, though, Gavin Lee, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Next up on the show, move over DC and Marvel because we have got a fantastic comic book creator. Please welcome Gillian Gray. Hi there. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me here. Not a problem at all. Now, obviously, you're here to talk to us about your exhibition at the Lyrae, but I want to start a little bit further back from that first. First of all, what made you want to create one at Creative Yeah, so the story of me creating comics is quite, um, I suppose, a bit of a lengthy one. Uh, I started, I've been drawing for as long as I can remember, but I wasn't interested in comics until I was about 18. I had a friend of mine suggest that I read Watchmen, which is a very famous graphic novel by Alan Moore and David Gibbons. Yes, I'm sure a lot of people know it. It's a great comic. Uh, So before that, I didn't really think that comics were something that I'd be interested in. I read that and suddenly I was thinking, oh, wow, okay, I know what all the fuss is about. Really started getting into comics from then, but I wasn't actually creating my own comics until I would say about five years ago, um, which is when I started, after I started uh, making illustration my career, because before that, um, I was studying psychology at university. Um, my health got really bad. I had to drop out of my master's degree. Yeah. And then from there on, I decided to try doing illustration as a career. And uh, after that, I was like, well, why not try doing comics since I love them so much? Um, and then sort of rest is history, I guess. But you're obviously here to talk to us now about your stories for us, which is happening at the Lowry at the moment is on until the 1st of May. This is an exhibition and there's quite a few events going on. What exactly can people expect to see from it? Yeah, so there's an exhibition itself at the Lowry. Uh, it's a fantastic space. I only saw it myself for the first time, um, well, I mean the full exhibition, uh, last week and I was utterly blown away. In the centre of the exhibition is something that I'm quite excited about. It's what I call the creation station and it's a place where people can go and they can try and do a bit of writing and a bit of artwork themselves and they can pin it up on the board and see what other people have done to kind of create this uh, atmosphere of creativity almost. So there's a drawing club which will take place every Wednesday 6 to 7 p.m. during the exhibition. Uh, It's 16 plus. Booking is required for all of these, but they're all completely free. And the drawing club is for artists who feel like their stories aren't really told in the mainstream media. So if you feel like that applies to you, just come along and be in a very relaxed sort of chatty social space where you can draw. Uh, So it's a very welcoming and, and chill space, essentially. Uh, there is a comics creating workshop that I'm running on the Saturday 19th, uh, Saturday 9th of April from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. This is a workshop for any artists who feel like they'd like to get interested. Uh, they'd like to start making comics, but maybe they don't know where to start. Yeah. Uh, so it's a two-hour workshop where you can learn about that. There's a uh, creative matchmaking event on the 28th of April from 6 to 7.30 p.m. That is where writers and artists who are interested in collaborating together on a project, could be a comic or something else, uh, can come along and do like a sort of almost a speed dating thing. Um, it's quite okay. an interesting that's, Yeah, that's quite interesting. So it's, it's definitely got yeah. a massive creative process for people to come together and create something new. That, Absolutely. Brilliant. And then the last, uh, the last event 
is um, on the Thursday of 24th of March, there is a comic creators in conversation uh, between me and another comic uh, creator called Hicks. And we're just going to be discussing basically all the various things about the comic industry and our own work and the exhibition. Uh, so any of those events, they're completely free. So if you want to come along, uh, the comic creators one will be live streamed as well. So you don't even need to be there. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I get, think that gives people a lot of option on what to do. Well, thank you very much, Julian, for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. There we go, everybody. Hey, oh. Julian Gray. Yes. Nice. What's going on? Oh, it was lovely. What's going on? And of course, our Gavin Lee as well. Yes. You, you remember his, his Squidward? What was it? Squid, you remember Squidward Tentacles. Squidward Tentacles. Yeah. Yes. Lovely. Uh, right. We can't let you go without mentioning Pride. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 change for the better or change for the worst in your opinion. Where do you think we're at with it at the moment? Well, it was a really horrible time, wasn't it, last year? I was watching, you know, all the factions, all the fighting, all tearing each other apart and that. I mean, Manchester was coming out of it really badly. The community was coming out of it really badly. And I, I didn't really know the Pride Board. I didn't really know anyone there and that. But I asked them all to come into the town hall, the Pride Board and uh, George House Trust and the Foundation and that. Yeah. And, what I found right away was just bad communication between them all. Really bad communication between them. Absolute crap communication. Yeah. And so um, we brought them together. But because I was watching all this tearing each other apart, I mean, you know, we'd fought so long in Manchester to build up pride, to build up the reputation of, the, you know, the gay community and everything. And pulling each other apart like that was just really horrible really but anyhow it's uh, we had a meeting i think before christmas with all the groups george astros foundation pride and they announced uh, before they made it public that they were making big changes you know about live pride and going back in the village and the vigil and all the rest of it so they've all come together which is great they're all working together now which is fantastic and so they put manchester back on the map it would have been it was deteriorating rapidly and, you know, people were getting, um, were threatening each other and all sorts. Yeah. I saw all sorts of things going on. Mad it was, completely bonkers. I think what you're going to see this year, because the pandemic, the behaviour in people, people just want to get together and connect, hug each other and just there be human again. There definitely is a buzz around Manchester yeah. again. Yeah, of, so of connectivity, all there? the events we're going to do this year, Manchester Day, um, you know, Pride, Run Up to Christmas and all this sort of thing, people just want to hold on to each other because we've all had the fright of our lives yeah. and that. So and we can yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice. hold on to each other, which is brilliant. I mean, this it's just a fantastic. What's your favourite part about Manchester? Oh, it's because of Mancunians. I mean, you know, they think they're the centre of the universe. <laughs> you know, we suffer from great humility, don't we? I mean, when we go abroad, we bore people to death about Manchester and all the rest of it. And uh, it's just Mancunians. They've just got this fantastic confidence, fantastic togetherness. It is like, a, I mean, it's like a little city village, isn't it? I mean, Manchester, everyone, a lot of people know each other. It's a yeah. big village and all that. And you don't, I mean, I got Newcastle a lot. My sister's there. It's a nice place, but you don't feel the same thing and uh, in other cities you just don't feel it but Mancunians are just way out and uh, so full of confidence not a lot of humility you know they think the centre of the world uh, just before we wrap up the show today I really wanted to ask you because you're a very prominent figure within Manchester but why did you come to want to, why, why, what made you want to become a councillor um I think it's about giving back and it sounds very sort of 
trite and cliched and that, but when you've come to Manchester, Manchester's give you so much. I mean, I came here at nine when I was nine and a half from Dublin and that, and so I was educated by people in Manchester and. They, my mum and dad got jobs right away in Manchester and that. So you feel like you want to give something back. And it's just part of our Irish family that we, we do that. And so I call myself an Irish uh, mank. And um, I just, 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 I mean, I was brought up in North Manchester and I'm the councillor for there. And that's a real, real privilege, you know, because I know hundreds of people up there. Well, listen, thank you so much yes, for coming in thank today. You. Absolute really pleasure to it. have you on our sofa. One of the legends of Manchester, uh, Councillor Pat Carney there, everybody, uh, talking to us uh, today on Your Manchester. On your Manchester. It's been good, hasn't it? Hello. We've got a marvellous show lined up for you next week. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by TalkTalk's Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband, proving that some things are better faster. Future Fibre is now available here in Manchester. To find out more, search TalkTalk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability.